Welcome back to another episode of the Business Hour. I'm sitting here with Nikki Estrada, the founder and owner of the Sweet Event Cupcakes. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to bring Nikki onto the show because Nikki works in 9 to 5 in local government and she's also got a successful cupcake catering business on the side. So Nikki, do you want to tell us when you started and how you got started? Yeah, of course. So it would be four years now. I started... I guess my sister was having my nephew. Uh, she couldn't find anyone to bake and I just gave it a shot. Had no baking skills whatsoever. Um, it's funny because I'm actually allergic to eggs, wheat and dairy. So when I tell people that, they're a bit, you know, shocked because I've been baking for so long. And, yeah, I guess that's where it came into um, fruition when people would ask from events, you know, do you do this full time or a side business? And I guess it just came from there and just doing that and getting word of mouth and getting clients and customers from there. It gave me the idea to start it full time. So you can't actually taste <laughs> what you're baking. <laughs> I think I will. So it's literally, I just wing it and I just go by what my family and customers say. And I guess I'm doing well because it's been four years. So Wow. <laughs> I, I've, I've, you've been one of our clients for like four years. I had no idea. Yeah, not many people do, and it's it's funny because I always get a good laugh out of it because they just like your action, like what? And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I'm lactose tolerant. I'm you know sensitive to wheat, and I'm actually allergic to eggs. So, like to put that in perspective, that yeah. would be like me printing and designing and being colorblind. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. If you that, put it, yeah. that's crazy. That, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Um, so how did, yeah, you caught me completely off guard. I wasn't prepared for that one. Um, how, how did you grow your business? So you had your first client, your sister, mm -hmm. yeah. but how did you, like, at what point did you say there's a need for this in the market? Yeah. Like, uh, definitely. I think it first started with my sister's baptism for my nephew, the baby shower, then his first birthday. So then it'll always be at those events. I'd get family or friends asking, oh, you know, do you do this full time? And I said, no, I'm still working full time, but I can make this for you. And then it would grow from there and word of mouth. And that's, I just guess, how I built built it from there was just word of mouth and starting from something small and taking, biting the bullet and being like, let's just see where it goes. And here I am now. So, yep. Yeah. Okay. So that was four years ago and yeah. you sort of grew from word of mouth. And when did you sort of like, when did you decide to formalize it like with you? business name and I was a customer um that was from Clayton Hospital um and back then I was still very new and it was such a large order they needed an ABN and everything needed to be registered cool. and that's when I said all right this this is growing this is getting something big and that's when I knuckled down did a lot of research on what I needed to do registered my name my kitchen make sure everything all the you know dots and crosses were tied and make sure everything was, you know, formalized because I knew, wow, I'm getting customers. If it's going to big names, I need to make sure that I'm covered. Yep. So that's when I knew this is something that's, you know, that's going to grow. And so when you started, a lot of it was word of mouth and referral. Mm -hmm. What about today? How, how did most of your clients find you now? Still a lot of word of mouth and referrals, but I find social media is massive. Um, yep. Instagram especially, I find that's a big, big, big help in my business. Um, not so much Facebook, I find, but I do find my own personal account um, and my Instagram account is my best market. It's just, you know, pumping out everything. I do a lot of behind the scenes when I'm baking after work and, you know, on the weekends, I post a lot of things. I tell people, contact me for custom, you know, custom dessert. So it's all just comes down to social media and just having a good, you know, 
um, I guess, idea of when to post and what to post and what people like and engage with, I think it's really helped. Talk to us about your your Instagram following mm-hmm. and how you started that and how you grew that. Yeah. Uh, so it was literally when I started, it was it was just friends and family. Um, and then just being really, I guess, smart and researching on your social media hashtags. Because, you know, when I looked at it from a customer's point of view, if I'm organizing a party and I search cake, it's going to bring cakes from all around the world. So you've got to really narrow it down to, so if you're in Melbourne, you know, if you're Sydney, Queensland or whatnot, so if I'm in Melbourne, I put Melbourne cupcakes, Melbourne cake, because then those customers will search Melbourne and cupcakes. Um, and another tip I always say in your bio, put your state and what business you are. So if you notice mine, it says Melbourne cupcakes and desserts. So when you're in that search field, when you're typing Melbourne or cupcakes, your business is there. You know, that's another tip I say is really use Instagram and social media to your advantage because it's free tools, you know, and it's it will, it will help you if you do the right research and you, you know, really narrow it down. So have, have your state, have your suburb, if you're doing apparel, you know, do Melbourne clothing, Melbourne T-shirts. It's just, just really be pedantic with what you use. It really helps. Do you spend money on social? I do sometimes, yeah. but I find it's just, for me, it's not worth the investment yeah. because the the way I guess it work is worth, when you promote it, it's getting customers that are from different, not from Vic Melbourne, so it doesn't benefit me, you know. So I've tried to do sponsored posts and it helps sometimes, but it doesn't capture the right audience I want. So... You know, for me, that's a learning lesson that it's not worth the investment. So I guess you just got to know how to use it. Um, but I, I, I don't really, you know, use it that often. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess everyone's different. And I noticed, so your Instagram's got like 4,700. Yes, about that. Yep. So my goal is I'd love to reach. I love to, my goals are 1K each year, you know, yep. so slow and steady organically. Um, so this year will be my fourth year. So yeah. I'm close to 5K. So that's over my goal. So that, yeah. that'll be a good achievement for me as well. So yeah. always believe just have a goal, set many goals and, you know, little photo and you'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Your photos look very similar and they look, <laughs> yeah. it, it's like, it almost looks fake. That's how good, <laughs> that's how good it looks. Like the space between the cupcakes, yeah. the lighting. Yeah. Like how do you get that the same every um, time? I think it just comes down to having a city, you know, I joke sometimes and just okay. being really pedantic and I've always just stuck with, you know, just that white background. I take my photos in like some daylight and that's it. Like I don't have a studio. I don't have nothing. I have an old Samsung camera and just lighting and that's it. And it's just, I've got a really strong aesthetic eye and I'm just very picky with how I lay out my, my Instagram social media because I found even when I'm looking at social media, the first thing I look at is, you know, the bio and then the photos. And if it yeah. doesn't look appealing, I, I, I just swipe to the next, you know. So yeah. I think it just comes down to what do consumers and customers like and I put myself in their shoes and I knew if I stuck to a certain style and a theme, you know, that'll grow my following and it has and it's worked. Yeah. And from from an outsider's perspective as well, that I think if I see one of your photos amongst like twenty <laughs> cupcake photos, yeah. I know that that's yours because oh, I know I know exactly how, yeah. how they look because it's so consistent. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that a lot of businesses just in general yeah. lack that yeah. consistency to for people to be able to so easily identify that that has originated yeah. from that particular business. Yeah. Um, so tell me about juggling a nine to five with, with this on the side. This question, it always gets me because I honestly don't know how to answer it. I think because I love and enjoy baking so much. It, just doesn't cross my mind that I still work a nine to five, but in saying that, 
it is a lot of time and commitment. Um, you know, there's mornings I get up at four or five just to do my emails, invoicing, you know, then I get ready for work at seven and then I work my normal nine to five and then it's straight after work. It's back on emailing or it's doing my baking and doing prep. So predominantly my busiest days are after work Friday, Saturday and Sunday because most events run on that. So, you know, it's, it's just a lot of time and be very organized. You know, my calendar is completely booked. Like I've always got things from, if I forget something, I just pop it in my notepad or a calendar. It's just been very planned and it's it's been hard, but I think if it was easy, everyone would have a side hustle and a side business. You know, you've just got to really just hustle and just work really hard. Yeah. And at what point do you decide that this is taken over, like your passion's taken over so yeah. much that you've got to you've got to leave your nine to five? I think I'm at that point now, but it's just I'm still so happy with my full time job that I haven't had that epiphany yet where I've thought, okay, this is time. Um, but I've given myself, <clears throat> excuse me, my goal is you know by thirty, so that's two years, you know, and I think having goals in mind that will help me be more structured yeah. and plan because I think taking that risk it's not easy um so just having goals I think and I, I know when my time will be right so yep. just take that risk and be like yeah I'm all in with this full-time so that is my end goal to do this full-time yep yeah cool and I guess that gives you two years to put things in place yes. between yep. now and then to correct to get things going and how do you um like I know that you've had some celebrities <laughs> my wife actually told me you had a model uh oh. Shanina and Victoria's Secret. Victor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was a few years ago. Um, I have done a few, I guess, bloggers and, you know, celebrities. And it's so humbling, you know, because I just think, I just look at myself like I'm just a home baker, you know. Yeah. And I think going back to the other question, social media has been a massive platform for me, you know, using Instagram hashtags and, you know, putting Melbourne and cupcakes and desserts, you know, that's brought people to my page. And I, it's, you know, it's such a humbling feeling. And it's just when I work for people like that, that have got big names of this way, it's like, Wow, like they're noticing me, someone that just does a normal, you know, works from a normal kitchen. It's it's really humbling, you know. Yep. And it's things like that. I think that make me keep pushing to work harder because if people are noticing me, you know, it's it's a big thing. So yeah, I'm still I'm <laughs> I'm still trying to process the part where you <laughs> said that you can't actually eat what you're yeah, making. Yeah. Like, how do you come up with, with the flavors? Like, you asked me what flavor I wanted. I'm like, I don't know. And then we'll go on through flavors. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to process. If you can't taste it, yeah. How do you come up with these flavors? I think it's just, again, feedback I get from, you know, like my customers and my family and my friends and just asking them, does it taste good? Like, does it taste all right? Because I, I, I could eat it, but I just get sick and it's not, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but I think it's just believing in my product that, look, I can't taste it all the time, but I know it's going to taste good. I know that that works for me and I just getting, you know, asking people what it tastes like, you know, I just seem to be doing well for you. Later, yeah. so. And I think we sort of skipped over this, but yeah. You said that you didn't know how to bake. So how did you actually learn how to bake? Oh, gosh. So I just, I think YouTube, um, reading recipe books, you know, and I just, just had to do it. And I just tried it. And I remember I laugh all the time when I tell people, like, first time I tried making cupcakes, they went to be blue and they were green and, you know, it's like things like that. And it's like, oh, my God, how do I get it blue? And it's just, you know, going back to the writing board, okay, let's, you know, how do you fix it? And it's just practicing and practicing and, I look back, you know, four years ago, I didn't, I didn't know how to bake, you know, I can't even eat half the stuff and it was just, you know, just trying, and keep trying and, you know, just get to where you are and just, you know, YouTube videos, read, um, just keep practicing, just keep practicing. So you never like went to school or no, did a course? No, never did a course, never baked, 
nothing. No one in my family is a really big baker. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it was just literally doing it my own. It just trial and error, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking a bit about this off air, <laughs> um, the, the fact that there's so many, so many bakers mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. like how do you set yourself apart from all the competition that's out there? I think uh, what helps me set myself apart is, you know, not getting too caught in the moment of comparing myself to the other bakers and just remembering to stick to what I know and to my brands and not following different trends. And, you know, as you mentioned earlier, that I have that same aesthetic theme going on because that's what makes me stand out. And I think, you know, it's it, that's just the business game, that there's going to be new bakers or businesses pop up left, right and centre, but you've just got to stick true to your, um, to your brands and, don't get too caught up comparing yourself because you could waste so much time and energy comparing yourself to other brands when you could put that into your own business and thinking of ways to, okay, what can I do to make my sound stuff out? And I think we were talking that you know, off air that I need to do this and I need to do that because that's what's going to make me be different from the other brands. Yep. The, the hashtags, how do you find the hashtags to use? I literally just put anything and everything and just trial and error. Um, I just, I think I knuckle down and I just look, okay, if I was looking for someone to make desserts, what hashtag would I look up? You know, so I would put Melbourne, Melbourne cupcakes, Melbourne desserts, Melbourne parties, really elaborate on what I'm really looking for as a customer and looking at from the outside. And I think that's what helped. And if you see all my hashtags are consistent, you know, it's always been the same. I only change it if it's a cake, cupcake or a different dessert, Uh, but they're all normally consistently in the same. And I guess that's, um, you know, I find, because even when you use certain hashtags, depending how much engagement you get, it'll be on top of, you know, that hashtag and it, you'll see it, you know. So that's, yep. I guess that's a good tip. I think that's, that, that's an awesome tip for people because yeah. a lot of people look at it from the other side, from yeah. what they're producing. Yeah. So they'll do like cupcake, icing, yeah. sweets, whatever else. Yeah. But they don't look at the what a consumer might be searching, mm-hmm. like the parties and the catering exactly. and all that sort of stuff. So I think that that's absolutely invaluable to, to put yourself in a prospective client's shoes. Mm-hmm. Have you had any difficult customers or difficult, like bad feedback um, that you have to deal with? I think in, in any business, you know, you're going to get feedback and constructive feedback. And yeah, I could definitely say I have, but you know, without that feedback, I wouldn't be able to grow and learn from it. Um, you know, nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. And I take any negative or constructive feedback. It's just a lesson in growth. And, I find, you know, when I have have been given feedback, they're just genuine feedback, you know, yep. and it's like, oh, this colour wasn't right or, you know, this height is right. It's just it's minor things. Yep. Um, I've never let negative feedback get to me because if, if I don't, I'm stuck and then I don't grow and I think it's a really important lesson to when there's failures, that's, that's this road to success because that's yep. when you grow and you learn the most from your failures and feedback. Yep. And were they, like, was that feedback online or was it? No, um, it's, I guess, you know, a lot of the times I ask for reviews and I ask, you know, can you provide me feedback? And it's just genuine feedback, you know, and it's, I really appreciate some people actually take the time to leave Facebook reviews and that. So if if they're not happy, they just simply let me know. And I think because I've built that rapport and relationship with my customers, they feel comfortable to give me any sort of feedback. And, you know, over the years, you know, it's, it's, it's not big things to me and it's, it's not something I get a lot, but at the start, you know, of course, you know, you're going to yeah. get negative feedback or constructive feedback. Yeah. So. I think, yeah, I think it's important and it's also invaluable because mm-hmm. you get caught in, in a false world that you yeah. think that everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. And all perfect. of a sudden people stop buying from you yeah. and you still think that everything's fine. Yeah. And you don't yeah. know how to fix it. Exactly. So if people are telling you, you know, things that are, yeah 
actually constructive because there's two types of feedback. Mm -hmm. There's feedback that's just negative mm -hmm. and there's no amount, like you could have delivered mm -hmm. the perfect cupcake exactly. and it's still going to be negative about it. Yeah. And there's feedback that where it's going to help you improve or yeah. it's something right. genuine that, you know, that they wanted to voice their opinion. Exactly. So I, I think that's awesome that you actually ask for feedback as well because a lot of businesses we deal with don't proactively ask. Yeah. They just make an assumption. It's that exactly. Okay. And I think you're right because when you're so busy, you're, you're doing your, your, your business, you, you forget, you know, about at the end of the day, your, your customers are your number one supporters. You know, without them, you wouldn't be where you are. And I think you're right. Like it was, it's at first it was very scary to ask for feedback because yeah. you want to be perfect. You want to be the best. But I learned that if I'm, if I'm not getting feedback, I'm not going to be able to grow and make things better. And a lot of the times the feedback I get, you know, the customers still come back to me because they're comfortable to give me that feedback. And I just keep getting better. So I think it's really important to be vulnerable and ask for feedback. Yeah. Where do you see yourself going? Like, do you want to grow with a, like, do you want a retail front? Do you want to open oh, a cafe? Or my dream, like I would love like a shop front, you know, and I, I just visualize it and I see, you know, getting up and, you know, you get your business people, you know, you get the tradies and you get all like the factory workers. And, you know, I, I just keep visualizing it. I'll, a shop front would be my dream. You know, I think of, there's a cafe called Georgetown Cafe and it's big in New York and it's, you know, it's like, it's a really neat, big front. It's neat. It's modern. It's just cupcakes, you know, and that's my goal is just having a vision in mind and a shop front would be my ultimate dream. But yeah. for now, it's still working from home and, you know, if that's what it's got to be, that's what it's got to be. Yeah. Can you give us an example of collaborating? Have you done some collaboration? Collaborating? Um, definitely. I think um, I get asked, you know, like for events, um, emails, I get, you know, like bloggers contact me, but I, I'm very pedantic of who I work with um, because I don't just accept left, right and center who's going to promote my brand because I'm very strong in a, you know, and I believe in my brand. And a lot of the time people just contact me through social media, um, either it's Instagram, a direct message, or it's an email um, asking if I can attend their event or if, um, I can, you know, do their bridal shower, or, you know, any of their events and, and then we collaborate and, um, they'll post my things and I'll post theirs. And it's, and it's a good way as well, because then they become long-term customers as well. And I think that's how my network grows as well. When celebrities and stuff contact me because they've seen that I've worked with other you know bloggers and yep. celebrities. So that's, you know, that works a lot and to have my business. So. Yep. And didn't, so how did you get involved with Melbourne Fashion Week? So they literally just emailed me um, about two weeks ago. I was really late with checking my emails and um, they asked me if I could, you know, make desserts for them backstage for their VIP guests. It was really cool. So things like that, you know, keeps me going, you know, yeah. because you think, oh my God, like I'm just this Melbourne girl working from home and people, you know, just contact me and ask them. And, and I think that's, that's really big for me because you feel all the hard work, you know, the side hustle you're doing, you're, you're getting noticed and that, that's a really big thing for me. Yeah. So, Nikki, give us your three steps mm -hmm. for someone that's going to start their side hustle. I think number one is do your research. Um, you know, know if you need to be registered, register your business name. If, you know, for me, if it was kitchen, I need to register my kitchen. Just making sure, like I said before, everything is all your dots and your lines are all crossed. Um, secondly is have a good social media engagement strategy. You know, what, how, what are you going to post? What's your theme? Um, you know, what type of audience do you want to attract? And then I think thirdly is just collaborating, working really hard and just the main thing is just hustle. It's just really hustle um, and also just believe in yourself that your business will grow. It's not going to happen overnight and just be consistent. Tell us about the sacrifices that you had to make and the sacrifices that someone that's looking to start a side hustle 
would likely have to make to be successful? I think, um, you know, to me it's a lot of sacrifice because there's weekends and events, you know, that I have to say no, you know, or it's going out and being the desert driver because I know that, okay, I've got clients coming in the morning or I know I've got to finish this and it's sacrificing that and knowing where when I need to, to say no to things because it's either I go out and I party, whereas I know if I do that, I'm going to lose time when I could be doing baking and doing other things. And I think that's a lot of sacrifices. People tend to forget that it's a lot of hustle. Um, it's not It's not easy. You've got to give things up and put things into perspective and think, okay, what's important going out and drinking or, you know, staying home and working on the business. And I think that's for me is something I live by because no, 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 not everyone's going to understand, but it's, it's, if you know, that's what you need to do to build your business, that's what you've got to do is just hustle, grind, work hard and sacrifice things that normally, you know, you would be doing on a, on a weekend or going out during the week and it's, you're just all sacrifice. Yeah. And I guess there's nothing wrong with going out and drinking if yeah. that's what makes you happy. Happy, yeah. But it's more like a lot of people that I come in contact with, yeah. Uh, they talk about the romance of having your own business or yeah. starting something. Yeah. But they're like they're not. They're like I don't have time. I don't have time. Yeah. You know. And um. You know. There's nothing wrong in going out and drinking. And it's. I just think. You know. I. I've tried to. You know. I've tried to. Oh yeah. You know. I'll, I'll be alright. I'll go out tonight. I'll be fine. And then you feel like crap, or you you're, you're behind in time. And okay. And that's where you learn your lessons. Is maybe I shouldn't have gone out. I should have. You know. Just said no. And I should have just stayed home. And that's where you learn, but everyone's different. If you've got the right balance, I mean, I'll do it. But I think for me, I just found sacrificing. Um, and, you know, like I think I've touched earlier that you've got 24 hours in a day, you know, wake up earlier, wake up at four, wake up at five, leave that party or whatnot earlier because you've got to make most of your time because when you're working still nine to five, that's already half of your eight hours of your day gone. So include your sleep time as well. You've got very limited time. So it's just be planned and sacrifice things and, wake up earlier, go to sleep earlier, you know, and it's just making the right time. Lastly, I want to ask about um, something you touched on a little bit before, mm -hmm. what, how you structure your day. Like if someone, if someone's watching this and they're, they're about to launch a business or they are launching a business but they're mm -hmm. struggling with their time mm -hmm. management, um, I know how busy you are. So can you give someone some tips mm -hmm. on how to get organized? Some really practical things. Like yeah. for me, I, I write, I literally write down a list. Yeah. I'm the same. And like yeah. the next day I'll cross it out yeah. and write a new list. Yeah. And it's not the most efficient sometimes, yeah. but I find it easier than it using a diary yeah. or whatever. So can you give someone some, I think uh, I'm very similar. Um, my phone and writing is a big thing for me. You know, for example, um, on a Sunday night, I'll write down a list of what I have planned for the week, you know, my, my number work, you know, try to finish training and working and then come the day that I need to bake. So say on a Friday, you know, I make sure I've got all my baking things ready. I've got um, everything prepared. You know, I make sure I don't go on social media. I block things out and just be really structured. You know, you've got 24 hours in a day, you know, wake up earlier. I get up four or five in the morning sometimes just to make sure I fit in that time and it's just being really consistent and committed and just being really well planned, you know. So just writing things down. Um, my calendar on my phone is like my Bible. Literally, I have everything color coordinated, you know, everything's in teal. That's a business, you know, everything that's work is blue and just being really well organized, having that balance. Yep. It's awesome. Well, we're, uh, we're going to wrap it up there. We've got, um, we've got some cupcakes <laughs> to eat. 
as soon as soon as I put, well, you can't have any, so we'll, we'll have some. But um, as soon as I posted that, people were like, "Hey, save me!" Like, I'm like, "Nah, no. they're just for show. They're, they're not. You can't eat them. You can actually eat them. Yeah, we can eat them. Yeah. Thank you so much but, um, for having me. No problem at all. But all the best, and we'll we'll Thank definitely you. keep up and stay stay tuned with what you do, and we'll throw the links in the description below awesome. and how how people can follow you and get in contact if they need some cupcakes. Awesome. Thank cool. you.